Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast on the Bleed Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. The only place of the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Rice Shell Radio. On this week's show, we're going to talk about the San Francisco 49ers and their upcoming football matchup over the next week. But before we do all that, we have a quick word from our sponsor. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the football field once again. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more props, odds, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football-related. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ben and Mary podcast. For one break, we previewed what we are doing this week's show. Once again, talking about the Niners and their upcoming matchup against the Rams taking place on Sunday, October 30th. But before we actually get into the game breakdown, we got to do what we always do, which is recap what happened last week. And we ended up splitting. We ended up winning with the Chiefs. We thought they would get the job done, and they did. However, we did lean to the under, and that was not even close as the Niners' defense got absolutely torched and gave up 44 points. Really an embarrassing showing for the Niners, and that was their first home loss of the season. The Chiefs got off to a bit of a slow start there. Mahomes threw an early pick, and then after that, it was just clinic by Mahomes, who had 423 passing yards on 25 completions. Uh, yeah, three touchdowns, one pick early on uh, to go through the actual receivers. Juju led the way, had seven catches, 424 yards, and a touchdown. Valdez Scantling had 111 yards. Kelsey had 98 yards. Uh, Hardman was an absolute menace as he had 36, uh, sorry, had 32 receiving yards and a touchdown. And he also had 28 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Uh, besides that, you had Justin Watson, who had a one uh, one reception for a four-yard touchdown. To go to the ground game, Kansas City had three rushing touchdowns. Hardman had two on some little end arounds, and Edwards Hilaire had one, but they only ran it 21 times. They had 112 yards, so 5.3 yards per carry. I don't think that the Niners did really anything well defensively besides the early interception. They also sacked Mahomes once, but it got out of hand so much so that Mahomes actually got pulled, and they brought in Chad Henney briefly because the game was already over. But going through the uh, offensive numbers for the Niners, they were not exactly great. By the way, Mahomes had a QBR of 90.1, which is impressive. A Garoppolo at over 300 yards, 25 completions for uh, 303, two touchdowns, one pick. However, he did have a QBR of 39.7. He got sacked five times. He also got benched for Brock Purdy, who also threw an interception. To go through the ground game, you had a bit of a committee there between Jeff Wilson Jr. and Christian McCaffrey. Uh, They combined for a little bit below 100 yards, decent amount of yards per carry, but the game was so out of reach that they ended up having to abandon the run early on. For the receiving core, Kittle 
was very good on National Tight End Day as he had 98 yards and a touchdown. Ayuk had 87 yards. McLeod had a nice touchdown catch early on. He had 65 yards. Debo was relatively quiet. He ended up having 42 receiving yards on five catches. Juice Check ended up having 34 yards. However, he did break his finger, and he will officially be out for this upcoming game. And McCaffrey had two catches for 24 yards. Juwan Jennings had 24 yards as well. Now, Garoppolo also did lose a fumble, and he also took a safety. So he definitely did not have a great game. Uh, besides that, for the defense, you had Bosa, who ended up playing, and he had one sack. That was basically it. But they also uh, really couldn't protect Garoppolo. The offense was really a train wreck, and the defense was a train wreck. So they didn't really do much right, but hopefully they can bounce back. Uh, the Chiefs, in my opinion, are a top-two team in the league, probably only behind Buffalo. And yeah, that's what happens when you get matched up against an elite team and you're not an elite team, you tend to get exposed. But to go through the actual sacks for the Chiefs, uh, Willie Gay at half a sack, Snead at half a sack, Chris Jones at two sacks, Sand uh, Saunders had half a sack, and Frank Clark had one and a half sacks. But I feel like it's one of those games where you kind of have to just throw it into the garbage, you know, put it past you, don't look in back in the rear view mirror, uh, rear view mirror and try to get back to 500 and they have a much easier opponent because they have the Rams coming up next. And I'm not saying the Rams are awful. I am just saying that they're a lot worse than the chiefs, but they go through the actual numbers here. The Rams ended up not playing last week. They had a bye, but if you want to go through the last game they played before that, they were, I'd say, okay. I mean, they didn't look good against Carolina, but they won the game by 14 it was P.J. Walker's first start, and he only had 60 passing yards. Carolina really didn't have an identity. They had just fired their head coach, and it seemed like the Rams really didn't do anything, but they outscored the Panthers 17 to nothing in the second half, and they ended up winning the game by 14. The only touchdown for Carolina was actually a pick six, so Carolina's offense scored a total of three points in that game. And the Rams couldn't run the ball, uh, didn't really do a great job throwing it either. Stafford had uh, 253, one touchdown, one pick, one sack, QBR of 45.4. And that one pick was the pick six. Uh, Daryl Henderson is the new starting running back because Akers uh, basically went AWOL and they're not using him anymore. And he had 12 carries for 43 yards and a touchdown. Uh, besides that, you had Skoranek, who had an end around, who had one touchdown on a 17-yard carry. Cup was a bit quiet, had 80 receiving yards. He also was really just kind of quiet, at least for normal standards, but we know Cup is still incredible. Allen Robinson was good. He had 63 yards and a touchdown. Skoranek had 40 yards. Powell had 27 yards. And then you had a couple of running backs sprinkled in there for basically one catch apiece. Uh, but for the defense, the Rams sacked P.J. Walker twice. Copeland had a sack, and Jalen Ramsey had a sack on a cornerback blitz. Uh, besides that, McCaffrey, who, of course, is the Niners running back now, was – Pretty successful against the Rams last time out because he had 69 rushing yards and 89 receiving yards. And hopefully the Niners can tap into his multiple, just I'd say, threats, both in the running game and the passing game in a Sunday's matchup. But the Rams do come off a bye, which definitely is going to help them prepare for this game. We saw how awful the Rams were against the Niners the first time around. They let Stafford get hit what felt like 40 times and the Niners had a pick six in the end basically put the game on ice. But to go through the injury report, the Niners are still going to be missing a bunch of people. It seems like, according to reports, Armstead will be out with the foot and ankle injury. Ibukum didn't practice. Greenlaw didn't practice. Juwan Jennings didn't practice. 
Uh, Juice check's been ruled out with the broken finger. Besides that, Debo actually missed a practice, but he's going to play. He just is battling a bit of a hamstring injury. He should probably end up suiting up after missing practice for most of the week. But you want to talk about the ground game? You got to talk about Juszczyk because he's a great fullback. And I, I do wonder if the Niners ground game will be impacted to some degree with him not being in the lineup. And Armstead is a very solid defensive lineman. Bosa's back, though, with Bukum potentially being out to big deal. Uh, but for the most part, the Niners are still banged up and we'll see how they look moving forward. But the Rams should be relatively healthy because of the fact that they had a bye so I'm assuming most players on that team will be active. The question is, can the offense do anything? Because the Rams offensively have been an absolute train wreck. And to go through the offensive numbers for the Rams, it's not good. They're averaging 17.3 points per game, and they also are only averaging 335.2 yards per game. Only 70.5 rushing yards. So the Rams really can't run, and I do expect Stafford to have to air it out if they want to beat the Niners. Now to go through the first meeting, as I said before, the Niners dominated up front and they won that game 24 to nine. However, you have injuries now to the defensive line. And I do wonder if the Rams will be able to fare better against the Niners elite pass rush with the injuries. But Cup was still very good. 14 catches for 122 and Higby had 10 catches for 73. You had really a no show from Allen Robinson who had seven yards, but he was good against Carolina. Maybe he can perform well in this spot. But to go through the actual line for the spread and total in this one the total is a flat 43 and the rams are currently plus two at home and i'm gonna go with the rams into this matchup because i really love taking a team off a bye at home in a division game the niners i understand on paper are a very good team when healthy the issue is they're not healthy and i understand the chiefs offense is great they gave up 44 points, and even the week before that, gave up 28 to Atlanta. I'm not exactly sold on how this team has performed lately. I like McCaffrey a lot as a player. The issue is they're still easing him into the playbook, and I wonder what his actual role is going to be in this game, and if it's not going to just be a committee between him and Jeff Wilson Jr. But the Niners just have too many injuries, and even though the Rams' offense is fundamentally broken right now, I do have faith in McVay to put in a good game plan and to figure out something during the bye week, which he can use against the uh, Niners in this matchup. But Garoppolo and Stafford both make a ton of mistakes. The Rams defense, though, is healthy. Still have Donald, still have Ramsey. I do think that they should be able to force Garoppolo into a lot of mistakes. And I do think you'll find a way, or the Rams will find a way, to win a very ugly and low-scoring game. If you want a score prediction, give me some type of 23-17 type game. But you're going to give me two points with a team at home in a division game off a bye. That's really tough for me to pass up on. I'm going to take it, and I'll just take the under, and I will dare the Niners offense led by Garoppolo and the Rams offense led by Stafford to join together to put up a decent amount of quality drives. I'm skeptical about it, so I will lean to the under. But that's been this episode of the Bedbury Podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. Until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, 
for the ones who get it done.